God bless you and, and the family and everything. So we've, uh, you know, Easter's a great day. We love it. It's, it is a, a day of celebration. And, you know, it's the one day that, you know, we as believers can say, you know, the Easter bunny can't win today. You know, it, it's not his day, right? It's, it's the Lord's day. I mean, the remembrance of Jesus resurrecting is, is pretty powerful. So I don't plan to keep you a long, long time. Um, I feel like just say some good things and let's just continue to have fellowship. I, I love the idea of the family thing, though, man. I just, uh, you know, the world's kind of dividing that idea of family. And, and for the family of God, it's all about family. Everything's about family. And, and it's like uh, in my thoughts, you know, if... Uh, you have a family unit come together and, and everyone's in unity and joins uh, together. What a blessing, man, that is. And it, it's a real significant uh, sign or uh, example of what God has in his mind when he wants to unify families and people and gatherings. So let's remember that. That's, that's real awesome. Very encouraged today. But I was listening to some of the testimonies and different things. And there's always things that arise, you know, like, uh, you know, Jesus being in your heart. He says, where is Jesus? He's in your heart. Well, how is that even possible? You know, like, John, you, you got to go to the hospital. They lay you on a table, open up your chest and look for Jesus. Is that, you know, hey, we found him. Well, I wonder where he was, uh, you know. <laughs> no, that, that's not how that works, right? Have you ever met, imagine this, Okay. Let's say, has anybody in here ever been mentored? Mentored by somebody. When you were mentored, did they put their thoughts and their words into you and you carried it on? Is that how that happened? And so, were they in you? And so, it's somebody that usually, if, if there's a mentor idea working, then somebody has given themselves and you believe them and they they put themselves in you and you received it and you carried on that message and not only that you did develop your own personality and style in it but yet it was yours right and originally maybe not but it was it was passed to you when you think about Jesus and you look at the word I look at the bible as an example of witnesses. Key thought in the Bible, instrumental to us, is that it is a book of witnesses. And the witnesses, this is what's very important. Over 4,000 years, you have witnesses that say the same thing. And that's amazing. The first, you know, 3,000 years, you, you've got witnesses that say, there's going to be this Messiah that comes, and we're going to tell you about it. Well, how do you think it kept passing down? By words. By words. Because we could say, well, the, um, Jesus is in my heart by the Spirit. But what does that mean? Can you see a Spirit? Can you, I mean, you do you feel a Spirit? I mean, some people say absolutely, but the key to it is words words and my grandbaby is screaming up there huh 
We got to get used to that, don't we? So he gets a pass. So the, so the words, the words are passed down by witnesses. And so the Bible is an example of witnesses passing down what they experience with God. And therefore, one after another, after another, and you read them, and then, and then you get to the New Testament after all these witnesses saying, God told me that there's a Messiah coming. And then Jesus comes. And then from there, he does all these great things, and, and you have all these witnesses. And then he dies, and he resurrects. No one's ever done that before. So imagine how powerful that witness was. And it wasn't like Jesus just resurrected and disappeared. No. As a matter of fact, he showed up after his resurrection to how many people? How many? At one point, over 500 at one time. But it was to Paul, it was to Peter, it was to other disciples. He would show up for what point? Remember the mentor thing? See, I say mentor because it kind of helps relate. But in reality, what is happening is the Word of God visits men and women in some fashion, puts a word of witness in them, and then they become the testimony in the earth to tell everybody this really happened. And that's awesome. And without witnesses... What's the next generation get to see? Now, the problem with passing down witnesses, it gets perverted, doesn't it? Right? Remember sitting around the circle and passing the one sentence down? And you get to the end and somebody somewhere didn't hear it right. And so if we judge amongst true witnesses, what's going to be there as well? False witnesses. So that's expected. Jesus knew that was going to happen. But to the point, in the process of God wanting to let everybody know that this happened and it's true, he formed many witnesses. God himself did not stand alone and say, it's just me and I'm going to convince everybody that I'm real. No, what he did was he put his words in people and it wasn't just it wasn't just something you study in a book. It was encounters. Did you ever notice in the Bible that people had encounters with God? And you take, uh, you take the disciples who followed Jesus. They, they followed him everywhere. He taught them in person and showed them who he was, Jesus. Well, after he resurrected, they went to talk. Well, how do you think Paul experienced Jesus because Jesus was gone at that point so how did Paul experience him how the Lord shows up in a bright light knocks him to the ground and then talks to him now think about this this is either absolutely madness or this is true a man who was an accuser, a murderer, a persecutor, every vile thing that a person could do, this guy named Saul did it until what happened? Until Jesus showed up to him and changed his life. And I don't mean, 
I went to Sunday school for 10 years to learn. It was like this. It changed his life so much. He went from hurting people to saving people at the drop of a hat. Why? Because he became a witness of something that was real. And here's the key to resurrection. It's like uh, I was telling Naomi, we went out this morning and, and was hanging out a little bit. And I was thinking in my mind, when I was a kid, on resurrection morning, as we say today, we would go to, I lived in Florida, grew up in Florida, so it was always pretty much warm by now. And we would go out to the lake at like sunrise, you know, get there before uh, sunrise. And they'd be m- making a big breakfast, and then we'd go out by the lake and watch the sunrise, and we'd, we, they would pray, and I was just a kid, and we would uh, watch the sunrise as, a, as an example of Jesus rising, as the sun rising you know, resurrection. And we're like, I'll never forget that stuff, right? It was a sunrise. But the connection they put in my thoughts was Jesus, the son of God has resurrected. He's alive. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean that Jesus is alive and resurrected? Well, we could say that means now because he's alive, I can be alive. True. True. That's like the greatest reward ever. But then you got to start asking other questions. Like, okay, is it true that when I die, I go to heaven? Is it true that if I'm bad, I go to hell? Uh, well, you got people divided on that in our world. Is that true? Some people believe guaranteed when I die, I'm going to heaven because I've served the Lord. Other people say, no, man, the party's in hell. And that's where we want to go. And so, you, you guys ever never heard that? Like, growing up as a kid, man, that's all they said in high school. No, the party's in hell. I'll meet you there. Oh, okay. I, I, didn't, quite, I didn't quite get that. But, and then, then you've got other thoughts that say, well, I'm, I'm just, I just figured that I'll live my life and just let the cards fall. And whatever comes up, heaven or hell. That's me, right? Uh, then you've got, you know, other thoughts that doesn't really think about it at all. They just live their life and their purpose is here. And I think, I think about having an imagination of God and eternity and life after death. And you think about that and you go, man, I'm sure everybody in this room has probably asked the question, maybe, maybe not, but is that actually true? Is that it? Do I actually live on after this life? Because that question does matter. Why it matters is because of this. If it actually is true and it matters, it matters because how I live today, Keith. That's what matters. And so in the, in the idea of it, to believe in the resurrection means to believe in eternal life because that's what resurrection is and it's interesting jesus had this this crazy scenario uh brad come here real quick that micah marty marvin dave jamel one two three four five six bruce 
How many guys I got up here? Seven, right? Stand close. Would you mind if I use you, Julie? Stand up. There's this story in the Bible that Jesus tells about resurrection. It's very interesting. And he says, the, these uh, Sadducees is what they're called in the Bible, and they study the Bible, and they say, uh, I don't believe in the resurrection. So they wanted to trick Jesus by putting him on the spot. And they said, here they tell this story. Now, it was, this is custom, so there's nothing defiled about this, but it was custom. Stand in front of Bruce. Now, let's say this was the lady in the story, and she's married to a husband, okay? This husband dies. This is what they're asking Jesus. This husband dies. Go sit down. You're dead. <laughs> well, wait, wait. But to honor, but to honor. <laughs> You're out, man. You're out. Good job, right? So to honor the, the brother, the next brother would take on the wife and say, I'm going to raise up kids unto, to honor the brother and the family name. Okay? So now you get married to this guy. Well, he dies. See you later. You're out. Well, so on. You marry this guy. Oh, you're dead. Get out. Now imagine this. They're asking Jesus this. Go ahead. Now you're married to this guy. Oh, you're dead. How in the world does this happen? You start uh, being suspicious of the wife, don't you? <laughs> eventually, <laughs> eventually, I'm going to get the right guy. Sorry, man, you're out too. Next, you're out too. And then the last brother dies. All of them die. Go ahead. You're out. Now, now she stands alone. Now she stands alone with no husband. And then she dies. And now this is the story they're asking. This is the example that they're asking Jesus. And they said, in the resurrection, because she was married to all seven of them, whose wife is she? And they're wanting to catch him in his words. And you know what's interesting about Jesus? You couldn't fool him. He says, you got it all wrong. Resurrection is not about being married or not being married. Resurrection is about making you equal with the angels and the spirit of God and raising you up into a place that's beyond this flesh and putting you in a body that could live forever. And he's like, while, while they're trying to trick him, he's teaching them that resurrection is not what you think. And all the things you do about trying to say, well, whose wife is she going to be and this and that? No, 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 no. In, in resurrection, we're not even concerned about that. What we're concerned about is live, living and life and being alive. And, and so... Imagine, I said earlier, Jesus resurrecting and just gone. Never showed up again, Marty. What would have happened if Jesus just disappeared out of the tomb and never showed up again alive from the dead? What would have happened? The message wouldn't have went, huh, Keith? 
He showed up to create the witnesses, but he showed up to this. When he showed up, now imagine this, okay? Jesus was now resurrected. That means something. He showed up. The first time he appeared to his disciples, he walked through the door. And then there were some that doubted it was him. He said, put your fingers in the holes in my hands where I was crucified. Stick your hand in my side. And old Thomas said, yeah, I believe, I believe, I believe. This is Jesus alive from the dead. And you know what happened? The rest of the Bible was written. Except it was written different. It wasn't written that we could have hope of Jesus coming. It was written that Jesus has come and resurrected and everybody that believes can be resurrected with me. And that's awesome. Because so... When I think of the Bible, I don't go, uh, yeah, that's just telling me what I can and cannot do. No, it's creating a witness. And I told last Easter, I told this uh, story about how when I was in Virginia, before I ever moved here, I, I fell asleep, had a dream that Jesus appeared to me in this dream. Greatest, most phenomenal thing I'd ever seen in my entire life robes were glistening bright the brightness of his face it was it was amazing and as i knelt down in the dream before him and he forgave my sins i i was never the same after that i knew right then i'd been in church but this is different i believed in jesus but this was different this is now where i will testify that jesus is alive and it's not, see, maybe he doesn't appear to everybody. But God knew even before we moved here, this day would be here. And that's, that's pretty interesting because when, when you have to continue the gospel to go forth, what do you need, Brad? You need a witness. And I'm saying to all of you, if nothing else, this is a great thing. The Word of God is what carries on the witness. The believing in the Word of God is what carries on the witness. And so do we have any believers here that say, yeah, I believe Jesus is resurrected? Because you know why? You know why you can say Jesus is in my heart? Because somewhere, somehow, your belief in God has not only comforted you, and healed you and opened your eyes to many things in the scriptures and the words of God. But it's testified to you that life is more than just living it out, dying, and see what happens. There's a hope in us, isn't there? There's a hope. And let me finish up with this. We say to be resurrected is to be alive. I like it. I mean, I love the term, Jesus is alive for us. Why? So we could be alive. But to be alive could be stationary. I hope that's the right word. Just kind of, I could be alive and be stationary, but am I living? Am I living? 
am I doing? So to be a believer, I could be a believer and be stationary and just kind of sit, put a little uh, idol on the desk and I'm done. This is where I'm at. No. Resurrection is meant to make us alive so we can live. And I'm going to say this. Paul, the Apostle Paul, the one that was visited by Jesus in the Spirit, he wrote most of the New Testament because of his visitation. That's a big, big witness. And one of the things he wrote was he said, if you live, live unto the Lord. If you die, die unto the Lord. But whether you live or die, do it unto the Lord. You know what that tells me? That while I'm still alive, Marty, I'm going to live unto the Lord. My life, my thoughts, my dreams, my passions, everything is going to be because of one thing. He's alive. And we are alive with him. And you know what living for God does? Imagine a world, okay? Get rid of all the thoughts that have defiled the church and put all of this false thought out there and let's revisit a church in your imagination of what this could be like of a church that is full of love that is full of mercy, that is full of compassion, that loves to heal and not gossip and loves to, to uh, speak to someone and see their eyes open and bless them and encourage them and edify one another and build the kingdom of God. Imagine a church like that that's not out to hate and destroy and to pass a certain agenda. Living in a resurrection means Jesus is actually alive. And if he's alive, who do you think we should pattern our lives after? Jesus. So are we going to do that? Are we going to do that? All right. Let's stand up here this morning. I love having you stand at the end because let's rise with him. And in standing here this morning, I'm going to pray with you before you go. And I'm going to say this. Whether you believe it or not, whether you've struggled believing it, whether life gets you bombarded at times, there's hope in Jesus. And I'll tell you why. Because whether we've seen him or haven't seen him or believed in him or haven't believed in him, he's there. He's there. And the visitation is possible for all those who believe. The visitation is possible. And so today I'm going to pray. And I'm going to trust God with this word today. And I'm going to ask the Lord that, you know, especially for, for someone that says, well, I need proof. That's cool. Believe the witnesses, right? Let's bow our heads. Lord, we thank you today for your word. It's true. I believe it. I will testify of it. And Lord, today, I think we got a group of people that will testify of it too, Lord, because we're, we're believers. And though the world is trying to uh, tear it down and ban that idea, Lord, we're going to rise up and say, we believe, we believe, and we thank you for what it has done for us today in Jesus' name. Amen. You love God this morning? All right. I want to say again, uh, it, it's so good to have everybody. Just love all of you. And if you, anybody in this church, 
not just anybody that doesn't know me, uh, anything you ever need. You need to talk to me at any time. You just let me know. Reach out to me. I'll be here. And, you know, I'll do my best to convince you that life is good with Jesus. I will definitely do that. You got that? All right, Micah, you coming up? God bless y'all.